Oscar. Yes. Are you ready to start fucking running like oh, the wind? Buddy, I am. If you hear that fucking clicking sound. Oh, I am. Uh, oh, man. Not I'm really a runner, so I probably don't know how far I would get. I think we'll both get a little bit. Uh, probably to like, I would say two blocks. Two blocks? Oh, our, our screaming won't help, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the second episode of The Last of Us, please check out any of our episodes. We are live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have seen the episode, stick around because we're going to see exactly if Oscar could actually survive an encounter with the clickers. I'm betting yes. I'm betting you can last maybe five minutes. Spoiler. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. We're back. This is the Free Topic Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and I am joined yet again by my good buddy, Oscar, who is right now, as we speak, probably enjoying a nice chicken sandwich as well, because I don't know about you, but that sandwich that Ellie had was super delightful and super appealing, especially in that circumstance. I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We also have Shane Locke, or my buddy Shane, uh, producing Basically telling me, not telling me what to do, but telling me if I'm going too long. Yeah. So, Last of Us, episode two. Let's see. What would you say, Oscar? What would you say for you that highlights the the episode most? All right. My highlight of the episode is a tie. I think you already know which what 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 I am gonna say, which is the clicker scene, the uh, the two clicker chasing, that was tense and phenomenally like executed. I, I like I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, but I have to put it with a tie. Actually, at the very beginning of the episode, I really enjoyed seeing the doctor from Indonesia. Like going through finding out about the fungus and that entire sequence of events, especially the ending, because the ending to me kind of sets the tone of like just how like dead and morbid and the realization of where like like this is it we're we're kind of boned. Oh yeah, and that to me I think is the best change so far from the video game to the show. These flashbacks that we get on. D-Day, basically on, on Infected Day, which is, you know, 2000, September 24, 2003. This time we go to Jakarta, Indonesia, which is in episode one, we get a little clip, a little soundbite on the radio saying that this is kind of where the epicenter started. This is where we, we found that through a flour and grain factory, this is where it all started, like as far as the fungal infection you know where the cordyceps started and how it was distributed towards you know the entire world because as we found out uh jakarta makes up about a pretty good percentage if not the majority of where the world gets is flour and grain so mm-hmm. that to me i think also was was a huge deal but before we get to that mm. let's go ahead and recap just a little bit yeah, please do. What episode two brought us aptly named infected. All right. 
So episode two, directed by, nice little tidbit, uh, directed by the games director, Neil Druckmann. It's his first time that he's directing a live, you know, either TV show or episode, TV show episode or anything of that medium uh, mm. other than video games. And in it, we actually, as Oscar pointed out, we see that we are introduced to Dr. Ibu Ratna, who has uh, pretty much a doctorate in mycology, which is the study of fungal fungi. So we start with her and she's enjoying her lunch and she is picked up by authorities to check out a body at a morgue because they found something completely unique about this body. Something that uh, there was an incident at a flower and grain plant and they found that this body, you know, it was obviously shot through the head, but they found irregularities with the body. So as Dr. Ratna goes and inspects the corpse, she finds that not only there was a bite at the ankle, but there was the cordyceps tendrils coming out of her mouth. This was our first kind of experience seeing just how fast a a corpse turns, you know, how fast this fungal infection spreads. And as they discuss their findings, you know, there's a captain of the police that pretty much asked like, hey, is there a vaccine? We don't need, you know, necessarily like any sort of, you know, we don't need you freaking out here. We just need a vaccine. We need a cure. We need something to combat this. And effectively, Dr. Rana just tells them that there is no cure for this. Uh, There can be no medicine. And the best thing that we can do right now is bomb the city and everyone in it. And that is how this episode starts, pretty much setting the pace and setting the overall mood that this virus, this this plague that has effectively wiped out the world, they had no hope to begin with. There just isn't. There, right. there was no stopping it. And uh, what we see in present day is just what remains of the human race after this fungi pretty much took over. So in present day, 2023, we see Ellie, Tess, and Joel at the day after they escape the QZ. They start digging into Ellie's circumstances. Uh, they ask about the bite. They ask her pretty much how long has she been has she been bitten? And it is here that we actually start seeing everybody's personalities coming to flourish. You know, we see Ellie sarcastic and witty and has her funny moments as well. Tess as a no-nonsense, hardened survivor, but there is an undertone of hope as she starts coming around and seeing Ellie for what she could, honestly, she could be. She could be a cure. She could be a way out, you know, for humanity and all of this. And Joel, of course, is gruff, stoic, has no time for hope because, as we know, his daughter's death marked him uh, for the rest of his life. The whole episode, they are trying to get to the state house building where Marlene effectively told him that there would be a group of fireflies that would be waiting for them. So that way, Joel and Tess could just hand them off and they could go to a science building out west, as Ellie had uh, disclosed to them. Right. In the, in the way, on the way there, rather. They actually find a new kind of infected, a more advanced being called the clickers. 
because of the clicking sound that they use as a bit of a sonar, kind of like a, how a bat uses sonar to actually effectively see when they're, you know, it's truly chilling, truly thrilling sequence of events. I believe, the, you know, the, the 15 minutes where they encounter the clickers are some of the most tense, almost, you know, horror aspiring sequences in the show so far. And of course, as we all know, you can't really go too quiet and nothing can go too smoothly when trying to get to a destination. So they get into a fight with these clickers and they come out bruised and battered, but seemingly okay. And they make their way to the state house where they effectively find the group of fireflies that were there all dead, uh, seemingly uh, had an encounter with the affected as well. On the way there, they also find that wanted to highlight this uh they also find that there is a group a huge swarm of infected that as tess explains are all connected to this web of fungi tendril network uh throughout the underground and it is one of the better again one of the better changes from the video game to the show instead of spores pockets of spores that we just put on our gas mask and everything to avoid we now get these tendrils and if you step on them guess what even though there is you know the nearest infected is a good two three miles away he will know exactly where you are which is quite frankly the most chilling aspect in my opinion you know uh, of this change so to speak so they get to the state house they find everybody dead and we see that tess is scrambling around trying to find any shred of clues to figure out where it is that they need to go And Ellie quickly sees that she has become infected. She got bitten on the collarbone during their fight with the clickers. And she discloses this to Joel. Joel, of course, we see despondent, almost as if something just kind of flickered off inside him and he was completely in survivor mode. And Tess, of course, being the practical person that she is, found that, you know, it's probably best that, you know, they go forward with their mission because in her way, she is trying to redeem herself for all the things that they've done. And Ellie is the way to do it. Uh, unfortunately, things do not go as I would say as smoothly in this transition. They, a swarm of infected get alerted to their whereabouts and Tess ends up sacrificing herself. And again, in one, I, this episode just truly knew how to hone in on the horror aspect She sacrifices herself for Joel and Ellie. She tells them to run and she stays behind and blows up the state house to cover their tracks and Joel and Ellie get away. I tried to keep that honestly under five minutes. I failed miserably, but I will get better as we go along. I promise. (laughs) Uh, Oscar. Yo. I know we we highlighted some of the aspects of the show, but... How did you feel about this change of, as far as like the network of fungi tendrils and like, do you like this change of what they did from the video game to the show? So at first I was kind of like, huh, I mean, I guess, but it makes more sense after seeing their reasoning behind it, which I can understand why they did what they did. Right. Right. In, in the game. Um, the spores are mainly there to kind of shoo in a sneak event of kinds where, you, you know, it's like, oh, it's better to like run away or sneak around them than to fight them straight up. Right. In the show, because they already got rid of the spores, you needed to replace it with something. 
So the hive mind tendril like fungus network makes a lot of sense because now it poses a new danger, a different kind of danger, right? I, we, we see it at the state house when it turns out one of the, the members of the fireflies is reinfeed. He emerges as an affected and yes. they shoot him. And then Joel steps on the fungus, which alerts them, right? Oh, that, man, that was that oh. change from the game is, is pretty big because like in the game, it's the, the Fedra that are still following you. Which, in it hindsight, doesn't, doesn't make, make much, a ton of sense. It doesn't, right? <laughs> it doesn't. Like, 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 this is supposed to be the army. They are apparently limited in resources and all of that. I like in the game, it's it's kind of like, well, why would you waste so much just to kill three? Yeah, people? and we're out like we're a good two miles, three miles out of the QZ. Why are you right. guys all the way back? Yeah, it made no sense, right? Oh, yeah. Like it was, it was kind of like, well, why don't you just leave us to the elements? Maybe it's because they know like. Uh, what is it? Scavengers or like uh, smugglers can like get around things, but they're still in in uh, an innate danger to it, right? So chances yeah. are pretty good that most of these smugglers are probably going to die or get injured or something. So it just never made sense in the game. So it's a good change, in my opinion, in the show. I do know everybody had a weird point of view of like the clicker with the test thing. <laughs> oh, um, we'll get to that. Or in a not, bit. not the clicker, but the infected. Yeah. Oh, I know. We'll get to yeah, that. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll get this that, is but... definitely something that we're going to visit on. But I totally agree in the fact that this is one of the better changes for me in terms of what came at the video game. And of course, you are playing a video game, you know, and, and the transition to a TV media, you know, it, stories have to make sense. We, we're dealing in now in the real world, we're not just playing a video game. So I also strongly agree in that a group of infected being alerted by this, as you put it, a hive mind network of communication that they have is super effective and just increases the stakes pretty heavily in terms of you need to stay stealthy. Like this is not, we, we don't go in shooting up anything, which is how, you know, the fireflies, that's their mode of operation in the game. Yeah. They, <laughs> They are essentially, you know, by quote unquote, a terrorist group, you know. So I, I found that, that that change was was done particularly well. I also want to highlight some of the things that I found really compelling in this episode that I touched on in the recap, which was, you know, we start getting to see everyone's personality, how they operate, how they they choose to communicate. And it's Really thrilling in the fact that we don't get this much in the video game, but here we see that there was a bit of a connection being made between Tess and Ellie. There was a kind of mutual admiration between the two in one that Ellie being the younger, you know, she sees this really capable, no-nonsense person in Tess and the fact that she wants to emulate that, you know, like this, this is somebody that, you know, given that Joel is just this large brooding figure, like she's not afraid of him. She'll go toe to toe with him. And that's something that I think is highlighted beautifully in their exchanges with each other. Tess, on the other hand, like she sees that Ellie is much in the same way. She doesn't really take crap from pretty much anybody. And she gives as good as she gets as far as with, with her interactions with Joel. And that is something that I found super compelling and appealing as well. What do you think, Oscar? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. 
I do think it's mostly true to Ellie's character. There's not much deviation. She's just no-nonsense, sarcastic, you know, making jokes. But she also has that childlike wonder, like when we see oh, there yeah. in the, uh, the hotel, right? And she starts, you know, acting like a kid, messing with the, the bell and everything. And then, you know, we get that small jump scare. And you can kind of see, like, Tess and Joel are just like, oh, what the heck, kid? You know? So, Tess, to me, is interesting because she's a little bit more fleshed out than in the game. Like, in the game, it's just pure, no-nonsense attitude smuggler. Like, hey, you cross me, you, you know, scorch earth, right? Right. Plus, I got Joel here to back me up, and, you know, he's apparently, like, somebody you don't want to mess with. In this, you can kind of slowly start to see, like, hope returning, like you mentioned. And this is probably in reference to what is said later on, where Ellie starts to become this beacon of, like, hey, we can go back to normal, right? Which might make up for all the shitty things she did, you know, up to this point, right? Yeah, and that... she really meant just to just to add to it. That's how she introduced herself and Joel to Ellie. And she immediately said after like first time, first thing, we're not good people. Yeah, we are in this because we want to get paid. We could care less about your problems, you know? Right. Yeah. Like in the game, I'm pretty sure it's just like they what is it? They they wanted like merchandise or something. In the show, it's a little bit more high stakes, in my opinion, because it's like you don't know what's going on with Tommy, and Joel's trying to figure out what the heck is going on with Tommy, yes. which spurs this entire motivation to, to get the battery to begin with. It's not because they're, they're trying to smuggle in goods so that they can get rich off of the currency or anything. No, 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 no. In the show, he's trying to get to Tommy, and you this can is very tell true. Tess this is, is very like... True has Good like a, a different like she knows tommy right like she has like some kind of relationship previously I'm pretty sure that given the fact that uh, of how long that tess and joel must have not only worked together but developed into into a much more serious relationship i'm pretty sure that she they've been together for a long time and right she's met tommy at some point if they've they've shared in their own kind of adventures before uh, we as an audience came along. So I want to also, last thing I want to highlight mm. is how fascinating and how fantastic the makeup department did in creating the clickers. Oh because my God. This, oh yeah, man. Because this was one thing about the game that I was very, very curious to see how they were going to make this come alive in the, mm-hmm. in the show. In the game, you are constantly, you know, going into hearing mode, which is basically the the mode that Joel gets in where he focuses, I guess, super hard and everything goes into black and white. (laughs) Apparently, he's seeing in sonar into like daredevil vision or something like that. But, you know, so it's hard to kind of see the clickers as they were meant to be seen, you know, in their colors and the whole texture and the everything about them in the show it gets a lot more detailed and it's it's so fantastic they just every time that i see i'm I'm like watching the show i'm just saying man they hit it right out of the park and as a video enthusiast and just as a tv watcher myself i'm so impressed by how much care that they put into this 
story. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. The, the makeup department did a phenomenal job. I mean, um, I don't, cause I don't know if you saw like the end of the episode, like behind the scenes, yeah, but they, yeah. they stated like they tried so long to get it right. And yeah. for the most part, they did like, it looks really, really good. Cause like really the only times you can see the clickers is either if you're in like the daylight and they're just kind of like moving back and forth doing their normal ai thing or you kill them and then you you know you can kind of get a little close-up of what they look like assuming like there's nothing else around that's taking away your attention so to see it in real life i was just like holy shit this is good this is really good i i my my jaw was dropped i was just wow yeah you're taken aback by not only you know the level of texture of like the, the flora or fungal, whatever, whatever they have on on their head, mm-hmm. but just the whole aspect, the whole mood of the of the show just immediately changed when they enter this this state house, this building, not to their ultimate destination, but what they have to go through last to get to that ending destination. And they found a a body that is severely damaged. You know, like a, a somebody mess with the clickers in a way that to Ellie, you know, you start seeing her freak out and you almost want to tell her like, hey, shut up. You know, like, hey, you can't make any noise. Especially <laughs> what, you know, like, like, like as a game player, like we're like whispering, why are you screaming? You know, like I think that again, those 15, 10, 15 minutes of this at first cat and mouse kind of an aspect to the sequence of events and then ultimately the fight with the clickers riveting it's it was awesome it was very yeah, well done. and and two things on your point i actually was saying that during the hotel scene i was like damn it ellie stop being a kid man stop stop yeah like like <laughs> just stop it right you're, you're gonna you're gonna mess everything up and then i actually want to bring on the point of just how good the movement was yes of like them just like acting like a clicker them moving around twitching all, all the subtle movements, because apparently the the actors that they got to be the clickers were like fans of the game, and they like studied the movement. And for the, from what I could see, they more or less got the movement down. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It was like you just copy and pasted it in in real life. What exactly show what the video game rather looked like? You know, yeah. it was it was fantastic. And yeah. again, ten out of ten. Can't wait. <laughs> to see what they do with yeah. the shambler can't wait to see what they do with the uh, the bloater. bloater oh man oh my god the I, bloater. I cannot wait i cannot wait to to see what what next week's uh well this week's episode uh we'll we'll go into mm-hmm. lastly mm. i think for me was a perfect way to have the show be at its climax which was tess's farewell and you brought it up earlier in that obviously this is the biggest change from the video game to the show. Right. Where Tess gets bit, Fedra comes in like a, a group of Fedra. She makes her last stand. She goes out fighting. The end. Right. Here on the show, a group of infected swarms into the building. And at first they don't notice her. She prepped the whole floor. She's prepped the whole scene that she spilled gas all over the floor. She threw grenades on the ground. All that she was needed to do was light her lighter. And I thought, to me, I didn't know where it was going to go. 
I thought the lighter isn't lighting. It's not that she's flicking that thing over and over again. And it's just not lighting until, like you said, it wasn't a clicker. It wasn't infected. Uh, finally notices her and just walks up to her very, very slowly. And again, it's probably the most like horrifying scene in terms of what this TV show has shown so far. And to me, the infective have some kind of, they're not just mindless. Mm-hmm. They're not mindless zombies. They're not just out to eat you. They're out to infect. And they can sort of reason and see that this is just one lone person. She presents no threat. So there's no need to go just jumping at her and and going all feral. And we see that the infected, as as he gets closer to, to Tess, he almost gently... It's like caresses her into what we know as a kiss, but for the infected, it was transmitting this virus, this fungi, you know, like the cordyceps. Mm. And uh, of course, you know, at the very last moment, Tess's lighter flicks on and she manages to clear the board, so to speak. Oscar, I wanted to ask you, because you Mm. are the horror enthusiast in terms of what you've seen on TV and in terms of what you've seen, like, let's say from a, you know, Resident Evil standpoint, right? As the only other big screen medium that we right. can, we, we know, how does this stack up for you? It's pretty good. <laughs> it's all right. I, I, like, like, I mean, it's not like to, to me. Because, right. like you said, I've seen horror and I, and and I play horror games like Resident Evil and stuff. It's not like particularly that scary or gripping. What mm-hmm. it is to me is is this: it's like she's doing her final stand, and you can see the infected coming in. They're they're running through the building trying to get to the other end, right? And obviously, she's trying to light the the lighter, like you said, but it's not coming on. And this to me was to show one point about the infected which is because they're a hive mind they know remember tess got bit she technically has the parasite she even tells them go i'm I'm starting to lose myself so it's not so much like a kiss it's more like the cordyceps is like ah yes it's another one that's not part of the network yet let me just bring it on in that's an interesting point i didn't think of it that way yeah right and so like the tension really comes with her trying to light the lighter, right? Because she's using the last moments of her consciousness to do it before she's completely infected and is mm-hmm. completely part of the hive mind. And that is the drama part to me of that entire scene. I will say it, it was pretty interesting to see like the explosion happen, seeing Joel and Ellie's reaction. And you can see kind of like some of the affected who managed to almost get through yeah. You know, light up on fire yeah. and get burned and everything. But yeah, that scene was really well done. And it was really interesting to see, like, okay, this isn't your spores going into you, infecting you. This is something else. This is something different. This is, hey, you get bit, you're now going to be welcomed into the fold. Exactly, man. Like it, that- it, it's like, for any Resident Evil 4 fans out there, it's like when they put, like, the Las Plagas and the villagers. It's like, well, welcome to the family or whatever, wow. you know? Wow, yes. Or like, which, you know, w- welcome to the cult. <laughs> which here at Free Topic, we will be covering this at some point. Uh, the Resident Evil franchise as a whole. But that's, you know, 
Coming up, yeah. coming up later. I don't know uh, that Oscar's going to be probably heading that one up because he is our Resident Evil aficionado, aficionado expert, whatever you want to call it. He is that guy. He is yeah. him for uh, Resident <laughs> Evil. So far, mm. lastly, yes. so far, what would you rate this show out of the two two episodes that we've seen? One to ten, and what would you give it? Solid nine point five out of ten. Nine point five. Wow. That is so surprising. Look at you. Give me credit yeah. where credit is due. I, Oscar is one of the toughest critics that I know. <laughs> I would give immediately something a 10. He would go like, you know what? I'm going to give it an 8. Could have been better. 9.5 out of you, sir, is quite the accomplishment indeed. And that's currently where I'm sitting at, honestly. <laughs> with this Yeah, like, like so far, they, they've done everything right. I wouldn't say it's 10 out of 10 material yet. We have to see how the rest of the show pans out. But so far, these yeah. two episodes are really good 9.5 out of 10. Awesome. It is It is very good. I'm pretty sure people have nitpicks out there and whatnot. But you cannot deny that these two episodes have been really, really well produced, really well directed, and really well done. Absolutely. I'm there with you. <clears throat> I love that you brought up nitpicks because that is where we're heading next. Uh, oh boy! No show is free in nitpicks, but here at uh, Free Topic, we love disagreeing. We love banter, <laughs> so we'll go into what we call the nitpicks. Mm. So I had I had two nitpicks, Oscar. All right, what's your two? Let's see. Well, let's my see two if you nitpicks overlap are: there. we know that yeah. Joel is a hardened survivor. We know that Tess is right along with him. You don't check for bites. You just fought two clickers. You survived two clickers after we've seen the whole episode that you hear the noise. You stay the hell away. They survived the fight. And mm-hmm. Joel doesn't check. Doesn't immediately go. Where? Where's it at? Where, so, like, hey, show me your thing. All right. All right. So, so to, to, to explain this, let me... Let me try to explain it as best as I can, as, as like how I probably would. <laughs> Joel, you know, doesn't get bit, right? We, we, we see it. He knows he doesn't get bit. Ellie knows he doesn't get bit because Ellie more or less took the bullet for him. Right. And that's that. Now, for Tess, you could be right and be like, well, Joel, why didn't you just check Tess? And that's probably due to the fact that, like we said earlier, their relationship is so strong, he probably believes her if she's just like, yeah, I'm fine, right? He has no reason to doubt because this is somebody he's been with for a long time. Now, from Tessa's point of view, you're not just going to say, oh, yeah, well, I got bit, you know, woo, (laughs) go ahead, you know, just put the bullet in me. Like she was holding on to the hope of like, hey, the fireflies get there, you know, if, if, if they got something. Ooh, that's mine, right? <laughs> it's like, like here's the thing: if we're in a zombie, apo- if we're me, in a zombie apocalypse, listen, and I get, well, if you're gonna be this gruff, stoic, no bullshit, I, I gotta have full on. You can't just be half assed with these things, okay? <laughs> like I've known Oscar for the mo- better part of the last fifteen years. Yeah, buddy, if you if we just survive that fight, your ass better be. Take it off your shirt. I need to see it, man. We just survived a couple clickers. Can't give me this shit. No, I need to see it. I need to see. I need to make the proper investigations. That, that, right, right. that, that, that That's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking it's probably due to the extreme amount of like trust they have that he's taking her at her word. 
Well, as yeah, uh, I could. I mean, I could get that because it just seemed very much, and, and from her last few lines to each other, you know, uh, Tess just very much seemed like she was the one that was in love in this relationship, yeah. and Joel just wasn't allowed. You know, not not it wasn't allowed, but just couldn't allow himself to get to that, and right, that's heartbreaking in a way, right? Uh, and that's again from Sarah's death. The other one. Mm-hmm. Chicken sandwich, Ellie. <laughs> Marlene is that has access to chicken. Where I... I need to know this. Where where is she stashing chicken? Where are smugglers getting chickens from? And how are we making this into not only deli meat, but how do we know that this isn't in fact like is only Ellie because she's immune, able to digest fungi, poultry? Is that what it is? like? No, explain this to me. You know, I don't know because it seems like so far it only like infects humans and not mammals or like avian or whatever. So I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I mean, who, <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't know. Maybe there's there's farmers out there who, who survived and, and are like producing chickens and it's now like the hottest commodity. I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> Like who I says can't it's even a chicken like, sandwich. It could have been head chicken out here in the post-apocalypse. Dude, who even says it's chicken? It could have been like a rat sandwich, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, it's chicken." Ah, this is true. How the hell does she even know what a chicken? <laughs> what yeah, chicken tastes you know, like? she probably only gets like jerky and like grain and all that shit. <laughs> See, like, yeah, <laughs> like those are your two nitpicks, and my nitpick is like, look, I understand there's a childlike wonder, but girl, you. You literally said you went to the mall, which is a, a, a quarantine zone. You messed around there. You got bit. And then you're just going to go into a hotel and ring it up like, oh, yeah, you know, there's no infected around, you know. <laughs> I mean, let me let me just do that after knowing the danger. Even Tess is like, hey, you might be immune, but you're not immune to being ripped apart. Like, hello? This is true. This is true. But I'd also like to put like, hey. This is also a girl that even though she's flipping people off and telling people to fuck off, you know, I like the fact in in the nuance that Bella Ramsey is giving this character and uh, giving her that bit of humor that we know Ellie from the video game. We know that it's possible, but only if we interact with her, you know, we, we, we see that that little triangle sign over her head. And, you know, we go to it and then she tells like a, a dad joke or something like that. I mean, so, sure. But it, it seems like a lot of these like horror-esque post-apocalypse world in with like infected and stuff. And it just seems like to, to, to make the, the scene tense, you have to have somebody do something really dumb. You true. know what I mean? True enough. And it, it, it's just my personal nitpick. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, it could be a, a that is definitely unpopular. a much more practical nitpick because I didn't. I just thought like, oh, I'm I'm watching a TV show and the, the kid is doing kid things. Right, but right. You're right. Somebody who uh, is supposedly, you know, like you you should know better because right. you know better. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I full, totally totally agree. Uh, so every episode, I would like to do something what we call survivor of the episode. Uh, essentially, who won the episode in that? Um, in mm. that, so we'll go ahead and highlight that in just a bit. We'll take a break and we'll come back. Survivor of the episode. Well, we know who didn't survive, and that was Tess. Unfortunately, right. Pour one out, Oscar. Who would you mm. say the person that won the episode for you? Tess. 
Tess? Tess. Explain to me why. I mean, just the progression of her character to, to becoming more hopeful to eventually the... <clears throat> how, how do I want to say? The urgency of like trying to find something and then the realization of like, okay, yeah, I'm done, but you know what? This little girl, she is the hope of the future. You need to get her to where she needs to be, right? It doesn't matter. We're shitty people. We know this. Let's just make up for it, right? It's like her last chance at redemption. And then obviously, I mean, she goes out with a bang, quite literally. And she takes out a bunch of infected. Like, I see what you did there. Yes. Like, to I, me, that's got to be survivor of the episode, right? Yes. So I had her also as the survivor of the episode, even though she didn't technically survive. But she did do the most in terms of driving the plot forward. She is the switch in Joel's mind. Because the whole episode, he was telling Taz, what are we doing? You know, this isn't us. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, we should just mm-hmm. leave this girl to whatever it is that she wants to do and just go back to what we used to do before. And you could see that this wasn't enough for Tess. And to the point where she was just getting fed up with this shit. She just, you know, like, hey, I got it. Stop bitching for like two minutes and just fuck off. You know, like that, that, to, that, <laughs> yeah. me, that to me, that was, I think, the most resonant in her performance. And Anna Torv as, uh, as an actress and just, just as a presence will be missed. However... Mm. this is only going to get better. We're going to be introduced to plenty of characters this next episode. Oh, Nick my favorite. As Bill. I cannot wait. Cannot oh, I cannot wait, wait to either. see how he brings this character to life. And, you know, I just I just can't wait to see how this pans out. And we already found, got news that, you know, The Last of Us has been renewed for another season. Oh, uh, Which really? is the biggest... Captain obvious news as as you can get. Of course, they're gonna renew it, but yeah, but like this, um, you know, nothing's given. Yeah, Oscar, any parting words? No, I'm just uh, you just dropped a bombshell on me. I'm thinking, man, that that soon, huh? Oh, it it was only it was only bound to happen, man. Like I mean, Pedro Pascal, you got Mason that's heading it up, but right, 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 right. right. You know, I just I just can't wait, can't wait to see what comes from it. And we hear a free topic. Want to know what you think? How are you guys liking The Last of Us? Let us know uh, in the comments or anything that you may want to contribute or anything like that. Please, we have a Instagram uh, at, at free underscore topic pod. And wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we're working towards getting into other medium as well. But Oscar, always a pleasure, buddy. Mm. Always a ah, pleasure yes. talking with you about this. And I've been your host, Ricky, and this has been Free Topic. Thank you so much for listening.